I want, I want, I want me, 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 mine, 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 now, now, now. You know you're responsible for what you hear. You know you're responsible for what you hear. Greetings and welcome to Thoughts from a Hairy Head, the podcast where I talk about, well, whatever happens to be bouncing around inside my head at the moment, but mostly focusing on constitutional issues and political decentralization. This is episode 147 of Thoughts from a Hairy Head, and I appreciate you tuning in. This week, I'm going to talk about Trump's economic myth-making. Okay, so it's been a long time since I've done a Thoughts from a Hairy Head episode, almost two months. And the reason is my mom was recently diagnosed with cancer, so I've had to make several trips back and forth to Florida, and basically it's just created a lot of chaos, especially with my schedule, so this has gotten pushed to the back burner. But I am back for this week. I'm going to try to continue to pump out episodes as I can. I'm not going to promise that they'll necessarily be consistent over the next months, but uh, we'll do the best we can and we'll keep on keeping on. So today we're going to talk about President Trump and the economy. If you follow the president at all, you've heard him talk about how great the economy is, right? In fact, he's gone as far as to say literally that it's the greatest economy in the history of our country. And his diehard supporters have picked up on this theme. Uh, Some dude on my Facebook page today told me that uh, Trump has given us, quote, the best economy in at least 50 years, as if presidents give you an economy. Anyway, here's the truth. This is utter BS. It's not the best economy in the last 50 years. It's not even the best economy in the last five years. Economic growth over the last two years, as measured by GDP, comes in at basically the same rate as it did during the best two years of the Obama administration. True story. Trump equals Obama. In fact, not quite as good. I'll put a chart showing GDP over the last several decades on the show notes page, and you can look for yourself. You will also notice that economic growth was way stronger in the 90s, which the last time I checked was less than 50 years ago. Now, I'm not necessarily a big pain big fan of GDP as a measure of economic growth, but that's the number that we've used. We've used that consistently over decades. So that's the number we use to measure these things. And as it turns out, the economy actually grew slightly faster during Obama's best two years, which were 2014 and 2015, than it has during the first two years of the Trump administration. The best year for GDP growth during the Obama era was 2015, when the economy grew by 2.9%. That's identical to the 2.9% growth that we got in 2018. In 2014, which was Obama's second best year, GDP was 2.5%. That compares with 2.4% in Trump's first year. So, in a nutshell, 
The data reveals very little difference between the Trump and Obama economies. I guess if Trump gave us the best economy in the history of the United States, then Obama helped do that too. Okay, so here's example 103 of politics is dumb. While Trump is claiming the economy is the most amazing in the history of forever, he's calling for more monetary stimulus. I mean, he sounds like Paul Krugman. But if the economy is so great, why do you need economic stimulus? See, I think Trump knows the economy isn't that great. You remember back when he was running for election, he called the stock market a big, fat, ugly bubble. Now, you see, it's still the same big, fat, ugly bubble. The problem is he's branded it with a big, fat, ugly Trump T, and now he owns it. I think he knows if the Fed doesn't keep the flow of easy money going, low interest rates, the bubble's going to pop, the economy's going to crash, and he ain't going to get a second term. Now, you need to understand something here. I'm not blaming Trump for the economy. The lefties will, though. And if the recession hits before the election, they'll win on that message. But this isn't about the president. That's the important thing to understand here. It's about Federal Reserve policy. We were going to have a crash with or without Trump. In fact, I think his tax cuts and some of the deregulation that he's implemented may well have delayed the, the inevitable. I think if Hillary had won, we'd already be in a recession. And like I said, it's ultimately about monetary policy. The seeds of recession were sown in 2008. It's not going to be the media's fault. It's not some other weird thing. This is all about central banking. So despite what Trump would have you believe, Federal Reserve policy isn't a millstone wrapped around the economy's neck. It's a hydraulic jack propping it up. Here's what happened in a nutshell. The Fed cut interest rates to zero in the wake of the 2008 crash, and it held them there for seven years. In December 2015, the central bank began to normalize interest rates, but it only managed to push rates to 2.5%. In case you were wondering, that is nowhere near normal. Just to give you a comparison, before the 2008 crash, interest rates had gotten up to, I believe, 5.25%. So we got to 2.5% in December, and the stock market began to tank. You may remember that. That's what happens when you start raising interest rates in a bubble economy. To stop the air from coming out of the bubble, the Fed put normalization on hold. I call that the Powell pause. And then last month, it did a complete 180 and cut rates for the first time in a decade. This rate cut is actually part of the stimulus that President Trump wants. He just wants more of it. Now, here's the thing. These abnormally low interest rates were intended to stimulate the economy by incentivizing borrowing and spending, and that certainly worked. The vast majority of GDP growth in Q2 came from consumer spending. You know what else grew significantly in Q2 last year? Consumer debt. Basically, Consumers are holding up the economy with money they don't even have. Obviously, this is not a sustainable economic model. Now, we also have a ton of fiscal stimulus. By that, I mean government spending. The Trump administration is spending money as if we were already in the middle of a Great Recession. And this is supposed to be great economic times. You don't spend government money like that. This is when government is supposed to be paying down its debt. Closing up deficits, not happening. So the economy is a mess. Now, 
understand something here. I'm not just trying to criticize Trump. Trump doesn't have a whole lot to do with this other than the fact that he's handled the messaging very, very poorly. He should have stuck to big, fat, ugly bubble once he was elected and let people know that the air was going to come out of it and the economy was going to crash. But no, he wanted to take credit for it. So now that he's taking credit for it, he's going to get the blame for it when everything falls apart. I'm going to put an uh, article in the show notes page that I uh, wrote for the Mises Institute. It's an explanation of the business cycle. It outlines in greater detail exactly what the Federal Reserve and central banking has done to the economy. You need to read this. You need to understand this. This is key to understanding what's going on in the economy. Everybody wants to focus on what the president's doing or what Congress is doing. You have to look at central banking. So next comes the hate mail. I've already gotten some of this today uh, based on some other stuff that I posted on Facebook, things people never read. Why are you picking on President Trump? You're a dumbass because you're picking on the president. I tell you what, some of these Trump supporters are the biggest snowflakes that I've ever seen. But here's the thing. Let me tell you why I criticize President Trump. I criticize President Trump because he does a lot of things that suck. And the truth of the matter is I spent... Gee, like years criticizing President Obama. I'm going to criticize whoever is in the Oval Office because by and large, modern presidents are garbage. They do things that they're not supposed to do. They don't follow the Constitution. They usurp power and they lie about things like we have the greatest economy in the history of America. I mean, that's not even debatable. There is no there's no truth to that. It's it's objectively wrong. And yet we hear it over and over again. I am sick and tired of apologists for politicians. We need to get back to the Constitution. We need to get back to principles. We need to get back to doing the right things for the right reasons, not because we support some political party or because we support some dumb politician, whether they're on the left or the right. Principles over politics. Do it. Well, that's it for this episode of Thoughts from Meharry Head. We're another 10 minutes closer to freedom. I really appreciate you listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, do me a favor and spread the word. You are welcome to send me hate mail or any other thoughts to michael.meharry at 10thamendmentcenter.com. And I will talk to you again next time, hopefully not two months from now. <laughs>